That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it is Commissioner Cooper, and we're in Chicago. It's my kind of town for the Monsters of the Midway, the Bears. It's time for TSS Fantasy. It worked for The Rock and it's going to work for me. And you just got flattered. That's what it is! This court is adjourned. It is Commissioner Cooper. Welcome to Sophistication Station. I'm here to save the fantasy roster. And it's time for TSS Fantasy! Let's get fired up tonight. We are finishing the NFC North with the Chicago Bears. What a fun night it should be tonight. Let's get the introduction started. It's Commit Me Bro. Judge Jordan, welcome into the studio, friend. Hey, come at me, bro. I am ready to talk about the Bears. I feel like this is going to be a good uh, Justin Jordan argument kind of night, and uh, I am here for it. Uh, let's talk about DJ Moore already. All right, he's ready to bring it up. Look, Nick is already asking, are they the division winners? Let's welcome in. Nick, you got Flandered Macaronis. Yeah, I mean – you know, I said last year at, at the end of last season, they're they're about a wide receiver away from from uh, from from taking flight. No no pun, but I mean now they got more. They got Claypool, uh, and then and then they got Mooney. So I mean, valuable weapons, and then they got Komet, valuable weapons for uh, Justin Fields, and then they, they got a defense. They they probably got the best defense in the division. So let's let's get it started. It's good to see that the Bears be relevant again. Yeah, it's always fun when the Bears are relevant in the NFL. I like it. Well, Justin, far away from his fudge-packing night last <laughs> night, welcome into the studio, Justin Jesus Herrera. Sponsored by Preparation H. <laughs> wow. Didn't even, didn't, even, uh, didn't even highlight mine over here. Well, you know what? I'm going to highlight it because you know what? Aaron Rodgers was gracious enough to let me take – his spot in Soldier Field up in the owner's box to talk about the rich history of the oldest NFL franchise, the Chicago Bears. It's the Windy City, and they've been blown away ever since, what is it, 1967? I mean, let's face it, this is a team that's still been looking for its franchise quarterback, and it's been around for 102 years. Hopefully – We'll see if the guys agree with me that Justin Fields is the future of the franchise. Wow, Justin bringing the fire tonight, getting the boys backstage. I know they're getting getting amped, amped up now. All right, let's get things started. Don't forget, visit tssfantasy.com. We got all our latest and greatest rankings up there, so go make sure you go check those out. As Nick said, they are never wrong also don't forget go to underdog fantasy use the promo code tss we'll double your deposit up to 100 dollars. also jazz sportsbook we have some great promos there so check us out tss code there as well and also if you're looking for some championship bling for your fantasy champion 
Go to Pro-Am Belts today. They got lots of great bling for your fantasy champion. Also, if you're watching on YouTube, hit the subscribe, hit the notification bell, hit the like, get a comment. Little things stopping you from doing it. Big things popping for us when you do. We appreciate you. Gentlemen, I'm going to bid you adieu. We got our guest. Justin got our guests all fired up, so I got to get them in. Before I do, though, we got to bring in the doc. So we'll, we'll see you guys in a bit. If it'll play. <laughs> The doctor is in. We're in Chicago for the Chicago Bears. The Bears. Let's get it on, Doc. What's on the house call? We'll start with Deonta Foreman. So although he played in all 17 games last season, he played in 27 games total in the previous five seasons, scoring just 179 total fantasy points in those five seasons. His injury history is extensive. Most notably, it includes that torn Achilles that cost him nearly half of 2017, virtually all of 2018. The following year, 2019, was a torn biceps. Last year's productivity and 17-game stretch was an outlier for him. I am not convinced of his durability or his value to the organization. We're going to go 99-0% of the bench. Chase Claypool. So he's missed just four games over his three seasons. However, his point production his position ranking has declined in each season relative to the adjacent previous year. He's currently listed as questionable with another undisclosed injury. Coach said he's, quote, dealing with a few things, which makes me really wonder what's happening there. Given his declining fantasy production and missing offseason time, I think his draft value is going to rapidly decline. We're going to go 75% of the bench for Chase Claypool. And lastly, Darnell Mooney. Missed the last five games of last season after that notable ankle injury, right? He fractured his left ankle. He had some ligamentous tearing in there and the subsequent surgical repair after the injury in week 12. Now, in, in typical off-season speak, he says that now he's, quote, feeling good and ready to roll. But, but we expect to hear that at this point, right? Remember, he didn't miss a game during his first two seasons. So I'm hoping this ankle has fully recovered. He's going to earn a 30% of the bench. Nice. Well, somewhat good news for Chicago fans. All that beginning was a little rough. Goodness. All right, Doc, we appreciate you. We're finishing out the NFC North. We'll see you next week. We're starting with the NFC West. We'll see you then. All right. Let's bring our guests back in. All right, guys. Well, uh, I think Coop will be rejoining us here in just a second. But uh, why don't you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves? Tell us a little about yourself. Steven, you go first. All right. Well, my name is Steven Johnson. You can find me on Twitter at Steven with a PH underscore Roto. Uh, doing a lot with uh, Fantasy Cares, the Scott Fishbowl currently going on in the fantasy space right now. And uh, no matter how much they pain me, a diehard Bears fan. Hell yeah. Mags. Yeah, my name is Zach Magley. Um, I usually just stick to the defensive side of the ball. I, I do. I mean, I play fantasy. I'm plenty of leagues, probably well over 20 leagues. Uh, do a lot of best ball, but you know, I, I really, uh, really like enjoy. I really enjoy watching the um, defensive side of the ball. So that's where I usually uh, keep my niche at. 
Nice. And uh, take us away, Brad. Hey, Brad Barron, uh, returning guest uh, on this show. Thanks for having me back, guys. You can follow me at Unbearable Sports, and you can find the show everywhere you get your podcasts. Brad is a longtime friend of the show, indeed. <laughs> uh, we and in fact, we're, we'll bring guys, we'll bring we it up a little later. Anything, yeah, you guys helped me win <laughs> some fantasy leagues too. So, guys, this is for you, real quick. Our next stop on our summer tour, we blow into the Windy City. It's time to feast with the Chicago Bears. Digging the beats. Yeah, I'm I'm vibing. (laughs) It's the summer tour beats indeed. Thank you guys for coming in today. We appreciate you being in. My apologies for uh, my silly internet issues down here in florida we had a big lightning storm earlier so my apologies on that but welcome in let's talk about last season shall we unfortunately we got to start with this finish the season three and 14 fourth in the nfc north um offensive stats is where we struggled a bit so points per game 19.2 that was 23rd in the league yards per game 30 excuse me 307.8 which was 28th in the league passing yards per game 130.5 you were dead last in the league rush yards per game 177.3 which made you first in the league crazy enough defensively a little bit of a struggle here as well points per game 27.2 that was dead last in the league yards against 375.9 which is 29th Passing yards per game, 218.6. That was 18th. And rush yards per game, 157.3. That puts you at 31st. All right. Well, let's go around the room. Let's talk about last season. I apologize for pulling that Band-Aid off right away. But, Brad, I'll start with you. Give me three words or less about about last season and expand on it for me. I will say DJ Moore. Uh, So we had to go all through this and we finally got the first pick in the draft. So it was all worth it at the end of it. But um, besides DJ Moore, that's even just uh, one or two. I it's it's a rebuild. Like the whole thing was just Brian Poles signed a bunch of people that were on one year deals and basically blew away the roster. So gigantic rebuild. And there's. We have the quarterback, so I think overall it was painful, but Justin Fields made it made it so that we could watch it. Indeed, made it a little exciting, at least something to build on. Nonetheless, Trippy Productions, by the way, thanks for uh, coming in. Yes, we can help you with any fantasy trade. Feel, feel free. Even our guests, I'm sure, would love to take a look at it. Steven Johnson, how about you, my friend? Phil, tell us about last season and three words or less and expand on it for me. Well, to uh, borrow a phrase for our WWE fans out there from the New Day, the power of positivity, because there was quite a bit of good in the horrific package that was 2022, and the fact that they did compete in a lot of those losses, and it just came down to the fact that the defense just wasn't all too great, in the trenches wasn't all too great, and for the most part, Ryan Poles has been able to build that up. He's fixed the holes that have stood on this roster. They draft Darnell Wright. They bring in Nate Davis. They trade for DJ Moore. And it just continues to go on and on and on. And I really love what he's built. And there were a lot of positives. And it's just a matter of staying positive, Bears fans, because there's a lot to look forward to in 2023. 
Well, if we'll go to WWE uh, phrases, we'll probably say last season could be summed up with Vince McMahon's no chance. Indeed. Let's go to Z-Mac. How about you, my friend? What do you say? Three words or less on last season. Expand on it for me. I would say it was a big wake-up call um, to, you know, to realize that it, one man, like we all know one man can't do the job. But we saw what Justin Fields was. He was practically trying to do everything he could to keep that team competitive, um, especially when you uh, you lose your weapons on offense. And then when your defense is so young and inexperienced, uh, you just you lose all those veterans and you really just have to. Like I said, it's a wake up call. And you, you us as fans and, uh, you know, fantasy football players, it's, it's just one of those things you look at and see that there's a you see where the team needs to grow and see where the what our players are going to be if which are which of our players are going to be progressing in the right directions which ones aren't and in the end um i think we we saw in the end that you know justin fields is he definitely has to develop a little bit more as a passer um but he he has that uh mindset i want to say like that that mamba mentality like kobe to really win and i think coming looking at his background with that military background and his family um that's awesome to see because you know there's like probably a no quit attitude in him um and then the building they did on the defense adding edmonds adding edwards um you know jaquan brisker is a heck of a player um and eddie jackson coming back uh justin jones is going to shore up the middle of that defense in the trenches drafting dexter and pickens it's going to be an exciting year all right, indeed. Well, you guys are that's a great segue. How did you know we were going there? Let's we talked about what was, let's talk about what is, right? So, talked about some of the stuff we did. You guys have kind of filled us in already on all the offseason moves. Some of the guys you lost, David Montgomery, no longer on the team. You know, whether you think that's good or bad, kind of, you know, like I said, he's been well, not like I said, but we've talked about him a lot on the, sh- on the show where he's a great fantasy guy but when he's healthy of course riley rife um right tackle he's gone nicholas morrow linebacker also gone uh tremaine edmonds added of course a linebacker you talked about dj Moore, tj edwards deonta foreman name it up the bears are ready to play for this season and the draft as well guys round one tackle darnell Wright. so another solid lineman to sure up this line maybe give justin fields a little bit of time that maybe that could have been a little help him out a little bit with his accuracy round two jervon dexter senior um, from florida also in round two cornerback tyreek stevenson uh from miami um also in round three you got zach pickens um di from south carolina Running back, Roshan Johnson from Texas as well. Um, Wide receiver, Tyler Scott from Cincinnati in round four. Noah Sewell from Oregon, linebacker in round five. Terrell Smith, cornerback out of Minnesota. Um, You got Travis Bell out of Keensaw State. I've never heard of that one before. Uh, before. Or Kendall Williamson out of Stanford to fill out your draft. So pretty impressive offseason for the Chicago Bears. You guys already alluded to. Z-Mags will start the opposite end. Give me a prediction of this season. Where do you think these Bears are going to go and why? Um, you know, I, I wouldn't. I think we're actually going to be pushing for a wild card spot this year. I mean, people may think that's a bit of a, uh, a hot take, but you got, I, the, the Bears made all the right offseason moves. They have, a, they have, I would say, an above-average coaching staff. Many people may not see, may not agree with me. Um, I think Eberflus has the right, the right mindset to be coaching the players the way he does. 
the, what he demands out of his players is, um, you know, he, he expects greatness out of them. Um, and then you, uh, you can look at, you know, just all the things, uh, I'm, I'm brain farting here. Um, um, but yeah, it's the, I, I just expect, uh, I think we're going to be like, I, I think we'll split the, the series with the Vikings. We'll probably split the series with the lions and, it, 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 you know, it could come down to the division wins about who's going to win this, that, that division this year. Um, I don't think, I think the Packers are, um, the, you know, we, they're our biggest rival usually, but I just, uh, they, they just don't, they don't have, I don't think they have what it takes this year to compete in the division. Yeah, indeed. And don't worry about brain farting, bro. This whole show is nothing but a brain fart. All right, Steven, what do you say, my friend? Give me a prediction for this year. Yeah, it's it. it you you really want to just take the bull by the horns and say, you know what? This is going to be a really great year. But I think you have to have some conservative outlook to it. Uh, I, I, I do tend to agree, probably middle of the road. They have to take advantage of their strength of schedule. Currently sitting, I believe, the sixth easiest schedule in the NFL. And that's not even taking into account the fact that the division opponents – gotten a little weaker this year you, you look at the vikings no more dalvin cook the defense isn't as great as it was the offensive line has been a mess for a while and then you have the green bay packers who thank god aaron Rodgers is finally gone i do not want to see jordan love turn into a hall of fame quarterback and honestly i don't think my heart can take it uh if that, if that does end up happening again but again that's a team that is more on the rebuilding side than the competing side and so what it ultimately comes down to is seeing some of these younger players take that next step i love the fact that they went at linebacker first and foremost in free agency because it was something they definitely needed to shore up as soon as Roquan Smith was traded, and they did it. And honestly, you could argue that it's a better linebacker core now than it was with Roquan Smith a year ago. Uh, the, the one thing, and, and the thing that is keeping me from saying, you know what, this is a eight-win eight team, nine-win team, maybe even a 10-win team, they have to get some edge rushers because right now that is just the one thing where I'm like, you did everything else. Why haven't you done this? But there are a lot of veterans still sitting out there, so I'm holding out hope. But I do truly believe that with everything that they've done on the offensive line, everything that they've done with the weapons and bringing in Roshan Johnson through the draft, as well as DJ Moore getting a full offseason of Chase Claypool in with this team is going to pay dividends and the bears should be able to do things. And Justin Fields should be able to take that next step and prove all the doubters wrong that yes, he can be that guy. And I truly do believe that is the case. I like you. I like you. All right. Well, Brad, what do you say? My friend, are you right in line with what Steven's saying or what, what do you say? Yeah. Like it's definitely, you look at this roster, it is a middle of the road roster right and that's where Justin Fields is going to be the one that tips the scales either or right because if he can develop as the passer that's what we'll all be saying this you know during this show is can he develop as that passer because he has always been throughout his career in college a just a tick slow and that's where you see in college he had like three sacks a game and he had a good offensive line and so that's a big piece from the offensive side. There's no more excuses for Justin Fields. He has to just really show what he can do passing and rumors out of OTAs and mini camps. A lot of people are saying that he is turning the corner, but there's still some of those bad tendencies still lingering around. But you go over to the defensive side of the ball, just like what Steven was saying. 
A lot of people expect them to be signing an edge rusher soon. I just want to see it. <laughs> and let's see, because Yannick Ngakwe just said on Good Morning Football, no one's offered him a contract yet at all. So there's that. And then, too, it's really that defensive line that you kind of have questions about. You talked about Javon Dexter. You talked about Zach Pickens. Historically, rookie defensive tackles, you can't expect much. There was only 11 of them that had over 200 snaps last season. It usually takes a couple seasons for them to develop into those roles. But let's talk secondary because the secondary low-key has some good players. They're expecting Kyler Gordon to kind of take another step up, and he's only playing the slot corner position. Last year, they moved him at outside slot. It was a little overwhelming, and they admitted to it this year. And then, you know, Mags was talking about it with uh, Brisker. You know, Brisker is a dog out there. And when you watch him in camp, this guy literally makes a play every single practice. Like you can bet on it. Like he, oh, he is just a baller with Eddie Jackson and then Jalen Johnson, and then some good, good hype around Tyreek Stevenson, the second round corner that they got out of Miami. So they have a solid team. It's all going to be Justin Fields to really kind of show where this team ends up going. It certainly is. And we'll see where that D stands up as well. So a lot to fix here on this team. But, you know, as Steven alluded to, you know, he's like, hey, get, let, why, we fixed everything else. Why not that? Well, I mean, agreed with you 100 percent, but you've done a great job coming from where you were last season to where you are now already. So we're already really impressed and really excited to see what this Bears team is going to do this year. All right. Well, we got a little serious to start. Let's have a little fun, shall we? Let's play Fantasy Quiz Show Bears Edition. Now, we have a little unevenness going on, so I'm going to pull a boy right up from the back. Let's go, let's go with Nick, and I like this. Nick and Brad, you guys are a good team, I think. So let's go Nick and Brad against Steven and Z-Mags. Let's do this thing. It's Fantasy Quiz Show Bears Edition. By the way, just so you know, it runs just like Family Feud. I'll pair you up, ask you a question, shout your answer out loud. Whoever gets the highest will get the answer or get the uh, offense, I guess, for their team. You guys get a chance to fill it, fill out the rest of the questions. Obviously, every wrong answer gets to strike. If you get three of them, the other team will get a chance to steal it. All right, well, let's get it on. I'm going to see how I'm what your bear knowledge is like. It's time to play the Fantasy Quiz Show. There seems to be no sign of intelligence. It's the Fantasy Quiz Show. Uh, Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. It's going to be a long game. No, Justin Jefferson. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't guess Justin Jefferson this time around. You can, but it's going to be wrong. I, I, I will never, never going to live that down, sir. That just stays in our forever vault of TSS is, is, is Brad and that exchange on our family fantasy feud back in the day. All right, well, let's start it out. Let's go. Let's, I'm going to take it easy on you to start. Let's go Brad versus Steven round one. Hype. All right, here we go. We're going top five answers on the board. And here is your question. I'm going all-time history, and I want to know your top five pass-thrown TD leaders. Eric Kramer. Eric Kramer. Oh, all-time. Ah, son of a – yeah, sorry. 
All good with me, Brad. What do you, what's your guess? Go uh, Jay Cutler. Jay yeah. Smoking Cutler. Uh, next, Jim McMahon. What's, or does it go to fun. Flanders? It goes to Flanders next, your teammate. Nick <laughs> Flanders, what do you say? Uh, I don't know if Jimmy Mack was there long enough, but I know Sid Luckman was there forever. So I'm going to say Sid Luckman. Sid Luckman. Nick would do that, wouldn't he? Nick I am going to go with Jim McMahon. Jim McMahon, which, by the way, uh, Jay Cutler's number one, 154. Sid Luckman, 137, is number two. And guy in the back, is Jim McMahon there? Jim McMahon is there. He's number four on the list with 67. All right, back to you, Nick. Uh, uh, besides, oh, Jesus. The Bears quarterback that actually thrown touchdowns. Um, shit. Got it, Flanders. Uh, this is wrong, but Neil O'Donnell. <laughs> Neil Anther, good answer. <laughs> hey, we have one X. <laughs> I, I think you just had one. All right, Brad, what's, yeah. what say you? I'll go with sexy Rex Grossman. Rex Grossman. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I, that was going to be mine, so thanks for taking it. Yeah, not, too sexy, not too sexy for a touchdown passes, apparently. Nick, what's the, what say you, my friend? Oh, what what do you say to me? Um, Bobby Douglas. Bobby Douglas? stop it get some help all right i will that's I great will. i love that clip <laughs> just oh. happened all right steven and z mag i'm sorry what is your name my friend because i keep calling you z mags what, you what can call me z mags uh, uh, Zach, right. Zach mags whatever you want to call me it's all, all right cool all right z mags works for me all right you guys get a chance to talk this out you're missing number five on this list and number three. Do you have a guess? Uh, you know, I, you know what? I, I honestly think Trubisky might. That's be what I was five. about to say. I think Trubisky's five. I think, I think he, he got be. up there right at the end. Yeah, uh, I honestly, I that's the route that I would take because I don't have a damn clue who number three could possibly be. <laughs> All right, they're going with their gut. They're both going with it. Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, somehow That's painful he got up there. that he's even top five to begin with, but here we are. He was number five. You nailed it right on the money. He was 64 all time. Billy Wade is number three on the list. Good old Billy, busting Billy Wade with 68 touchdowns. Um, all right, whoever. <laughs> I have no idea, bro. That's definitely I should have I should start writing that info down so I'm a little more informative when I'm telling this stuff, but whatever, you know. Hey, what do you want to do? Eh? All right, so here we go. Nick versus Z Mags. You guys are going round number two. 
This is where things get a little more interesting. I'm still going all-time history, but I'm really going to test that knowledge because I want to know winning percentage. I want to know the teams you have the best winning percentage against. Eagles. The Eagles? Wow. Wow. Bears got the (laughs) most all-time wins in NFL history, believe it or not. So – Eagles are when the league started. We used to put a pound in on them continuously. So when Eagles are number, they're number four on this list. 29, 14, and one all time. Z Mags, did you say the Vikings? That what I heard you say? Yeah. All right, Minnesota Vikings. Ah shucks. (laughs) 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 That's awesome. Dag Navit. Nick and Brad, you guys got control. Brad, it's on you. What guess do you have, sir? So it's win percentage? Yes, sir. I'm gonna go with uh the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Yuccaneers. Um you would call Carolina that an educated Pan- uh guest, Brad, because they're usually on everyone's list. So good. Job, yeah, right. You know, Nick, Nick says the Panthers. I'm gonna go the Cardinals. All right, Panthers, by the way, are number one on this list. Seven and three oh, wow. are all time, believe it or not. 700 winning percentage. Look at that. All right, and he's going, the Brad's going with the Cardinals. God, you guys are killing this. (laughs) (laughs) I'm impressed. Color me impressed. Cardinals are number five, 59, 29, and six you are against the Cardinals. So you're missing number two and number three on this list. Nick, what say you? Usually don't like to go within the within the division because it's usually wrong. But however, they're in the division with the Lions, so I'm gonna so I'm gonna go with the Lions on this one. The, the Lions? I really thought Ouch. you were right. It's good. Ouch. And Detroit, Steve. not Rockin' City, you there? Whatever, Brad. Let's go to you. Let you got one strike remaining, oh, and again, God. you're missing two and three. I mean, the Texans suck, so I'm going to go Texans. <laughs> Another education. That was my answer. <laughs> All right. Well, that's good to know. Uh... Someone has to translate that for us. I would like to know what those ladies are saying. All right. Steven and Z-Mags, you can talk this out. You're missing two and three on this yeah. list. Well, one thing I, I, I this is all time. So one thing I want to just throw out there is, you know, th- we got to look at the teams that we've been playing against for the longest time. Um, so I, I want to, I really want to throw the Packers out there. No, Packers on the record. They just, they just, they just took the it. Yeah. So but it's, this they, is just winning percentage though. Couldn't we have a decent winning percentage against them still? No, they, they have the all time wins. Okay. I see them. what you're saying. I see so, what yeah. you're saying. Okay. Um, but I, I agree with you on the the longevity thing 
part of me wants to say the Giants. I don't know Giants why. Giants is a good one. I'll go with the Giants. I, I, I want to say the Giants because it's been a while since there's been a real run for them against us. Are we all hailing the New York Giants? I'll, 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 uh... Why? 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 I have no idea. <laughs> Not on the list. Sorry, my friend. All right. Who is on the list? Number two, the Pittsburgh Steelers. You guys are 19, 19-8-1 all time against the wow. Steelers. How about number three, the other shitty team in the AFC East, the stinky, nasty Jets. You guys are 9-4 and four all time against the Jets at number three. All right, let's go. Listen, it's 2-0, isn't it? We're going to have a little sweep no, here. One, if, if one, one. If one. Uh-oh. Rubber match. <laughs> the phone. There goes. It's the it's that damn spectrum, man. I'm telling you, you're going to make me throw this computer in the pool before this night's over. <laughs> All right, so. Let's get things back started. We're going to go Brad and Steven, and it's... Not yet. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, during, after, prior, it's all good. All right, so listen, it's 2-0, Nick and Brad, right, against Steven and Z-Mag. So listen, you guys got to step up here. Steven versus one, one. Brad. Give us some credit. Come on. <laughs> I am just, <laughs> just having some fun with you. All right, Brad and Steven, you guys are up for round number three. Get ready. Here we go. Top five answers are on the board. And I got. I'm, we're going to stick with this winning percentage theme because, oh, I just love doing it to you. But we're going to go opposite end. I want to know the teams you have the worst winning percentage against. <laughs> Patriots. The New England Patriots. Um, It's my turn, isn't it? Was it number one? Yeah, no, actually, they are tied for number one with one other team. So, Stephen, you have one chance to steal it away here. Uh, Is it the Rams? The Rams. Oh, well. (laughs) Nick, what do you got? I can tell with a twinkle in your eye, and you've brought this up before many, many, many times about, oh, way back in 1985 when the team from Chicago went where they go? Oh, they went to Miami and they lost. So I'm going to go with the Miami Dolphins. Nick, you said it all wrong. They went to America's team, the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> I can't bring myself to say that. I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they are um, actually Miami and the Patriots are tied at one, at number one. You guys are four and ten all time against both AFC East rivals. Believe it or not, wow. 200, 286 winning percentage. Brad, let's go to you, sir. Uh, this might be idiotic, but I'm gonna 
go the opposite way. If the Texans were not the worst, how many times have they have played the Texans? So if they have a losing record against the Texans, it's probably ridiculously high. So I'm going Texans. Houston Texans? Look at you go. Really? Let's go. Look at you go. Let's go. This what is our record is against Australia. the Texans? Well, <laughs> think about it. If, it's, if, if a team only plays somebody once and they don't win, it's zero. So it's right. So they've played actually, though, Nick. Thanks for that. Uh, they are two and four all time against the Texans. So it's a 333 winning percentage. Goodness me, oh my. All right, let's go to uh, back to Nick. I'm going to guess just go out west, maybe uh, the Chargers. The Chargers? Or not. <laughs> <laughs> not no 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 bueno on that one brad what do you say oh god um i think of who we've struggled against um i have one team in mind and i and <laughs> i think it, <laughs> uh, let's see who you would know better than me so yeah um god i just want to say the chiefs because it's the chiefs so the chiefs <laughs> Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Oh, man. Uh, Okay. So the one team that I can think of, just because they've caused so much pain, and uh, one game in particular stands out in my mind on Monday night was the debut of Colin Kaepernick. Uh, and the 49ers, who have tortured them through the 80s uh, and have tortured them recently with the exception of week one because Trey Lance sucks, and I refuse to believe he's good at football. Uh, <laughs> it was just the rain. <laughs> uh, that, that's the only team I can think of that would have tortured us for, for eons. Z-Max, do you, you want to agree with them? Um. Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't. I only have a couple other other. Well, uh, who ideas. else are you thinking? Who else are you thinking? Um, well, because we're you know we're still sticking with the all time thing. So I'm I was gonna throw out that we the the Giants used to get. I mean, the Giants used to give us heck back in the day too when the 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 league was starting up in Washington. So those are only other couple teams I could think of. But I do like the San Francisco a bit more. So we got 49, you guys are going to decide between the 49ers, Commanders, and the Giants, correct? Yeah. All right, let's oh, give them all three, Judge. <laughs> Stop it. Get some help. Probably the Seahawks. Christ. That was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. I also uh, think we only wow. have two strikes too, so that's that's perfect. Don't they have eight <laughs> strikes now? Yeah, I th- I agree. I was I was gonna say something about, it, but I was like, yeah, hey, let it let it slide. We're going a little over anyway. <laughs> we, we just <laughs> used up the entire next round if there is one. <laughs> Z Mags, you were right. Seahawks were on the list. They're number four all time, six oh, and eleven. That was the only other one I can think of. My bad, guys. Well, here's one that'll surprise you. Number five, the Cleveland Browns. You guys are seven and ten all time against the Brownies. Believe it wow. or not. All right, if you don't know, now you know. We are going. It's two one 
We got Brad and, and uh, Penn Flanders, Nick up. We're going to go Nick Z-Mags on this next one. And listen, as you know, the Chicago Bears, you think about the Chicago Bears, you think about defense, right? I mean, that's what I think anyway. So I'm going to go with defense with my next question. All-time history, top five answers on the board. I'm looking for your all-time sack leaders. Richard Dent. Oh, Richard, Richard Dent. Dent. Yep. Number one on the list, Richard Dent, 124.5 sacks for Mr. Richard Dent. We don't need another guess because you nailed the first one, Nick. Brad, what do you say? Mm, uh, I never let's... go on Really Family Feud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I kind of want to go with a an old name that Flanders might not know. I'm going to go Doug Atkins. Doug Ooh. Atkins. Doesn't he make That's the protein impressive. bar, the Atkins bar? <laughs> I just remember, like, I had a DVD of, like, an old-time game, and I was like, this guy just kicks ass. Uh, who is this? <laughs> He's number five on your list here with 64 and a half sacks for Mr. Doug Atkins. All right, well, Nick, can you pull any other Bears name at you behind? Uh, I can. I got a couple. Um, one was was more in the backfield than others. I'm gonna go with n- number 99, Dan Hampton. Ooh, that's Dan good. Hampton. And I'm gonna go with uh, his friend and uh, should be Hall of Famer, Steve Mongo McMichael. Ooh, Mongo. Steve McMichael. <laughs> I right, Flanders, bring us home. Okay. The answers are coming so fast, I can't even respond to them. You guys are on fire over here. Steve McMichael is number two, 92 and a half. Dan Hampton, 82. You're missing one on this list, Nick, to close out the game. Can you do it? Not to insult the guests, but this is when the Bears were good um, back in the oh, 80s. Shit. I know he wasn't a sack artist, but I'm going to go with Mike Singletary. Mike Singletary? Oh, man. Um, I'm trying to, because th- like I'm trying to think recent also, uh, just because those are the Bears that I know, and I'm trying to think of if anyone would have even been close. I'm going to go Julius Peppers. Oh, Julius Peppers. Um, I'm going to go with Mr. Paris Hilton, Brian Erlocker. Brian! <laughs> <laughs> a night in Houston. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. He's, he's not listening, is he? I hope not. <laughs> He'll come after you. No shit. Okay. Uh, All right. Steven. Steven and Z Mags, you got you guys can talk it over. There, there's two names that come to mind. I got Both, one too. So I've got I, I'm thinking Ottawa Agunlier mm-hmm. and Alex Brown. 
Yep. I'm, I'm, I was going to go with Alex Brown. That was like right when I started. I was, you know, probably about 10 years old at that time. But that's when I really started getting into watching the Bears. And I remember being a big fan of Alex Brown. Ollie, Ollie free. One, one of those two guys has to be on there. I, I, let's go Alex Brown. <laughs> uh you know what? Just, what what were the two again? I'm sorry, it kind of it kind of went out on me. I'm sorry. What were the two guesses? Adewale Agunlie and Alex Brown, but we're gonna go with Alex Brown. You can say his name really well. All right, Judge. <laughs> judge, judge, you can do it again. You idiot. <laughs> really? <laughs> Who is? It's probably someone obvious that? that we just. It can't be Cleo Mack. There's no way. Number four on the list is Jim Osborne. Jim Osborne, 81 sacks. It's jumping Jim Osborne. You guys don't remember? Good old white shoes. Jim Osborne. I got to look at the Oilers. I got to look at this because I'm just, I'm like dumbfounded. I'm like, who the hell are these people? (laughs) I hear you. I, I, all, all these facts just go to pro football reference. Dot com. Oh, that's that's where I got all the stats from. All right. Well, for Brad and Nick, congratulations. You are tonight's winners. Holy hallelujah. We've done it. <laughs> Holy hallelujah. We got it. And unfortunately for, unfortunately for Steven and Z-Mags, my friends, when we have winners, we have some losers. losers. So you're telling me there's a chance. Can we call them alternative winners instead of losers? <laughs> Sure. Whatever we want to call it. Everyone gets a participation trophy, right? Well, listen, congratulations. It was a great game and a lot of fun. Let's go around the room. Let everyone plug themselves. Brad, I'll start with you. Where can we follow, subscribe, and get all your great content, my friend? Yeah, search for Unbearable Sports on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, (laughs) everywhere that you also get your podcast. Um, Yeah, covering everything Chicago Bears, and we'll be there uh, at some of the training camps. So. Get you some uh, of the training camp fix. Awesome. We we love having you on, Brad, and we appreciate you, as always, coming on. Steven, let's go to you, my friend. Where can we follow, subscribe, get all your great content? Yeah, so you can find me on Twitter at Steven with PH underscore Roto. And uh, right now in the thick of fantasy football season in Scott Fishbowl, do donate to Fantasy Cares and help out Toys for Tots in the process absolutely i'm still on my forever long draft of these like like pick your freaking guy already bro you got seven hours already oh and if you're in the chicago area we actually have the chicago live draft sunday in elk grove village at uh, real time sports so come hang out with us from 11 to 4 nice plug awesome yeah we i came down to the event here in orlando i wasn't uh, drafting in it but we came and donated a jersey um, to give away for a raffle and stuff. So all great causes. Make sure if you're in the Chicago area, go check out our boys drafting for the Scott Fishbowls weekend. Z-Mags, my friend, where can we follow, subscribe, get your great content? 
first off, I want to apologize to Steven for my poor performance during. <laughs> I ju- I suck this <laughs> bad, so no need to apologize. <laughs> um, um, I am incognito. I am uh, not affiliated with anybody right now. I'm more of a, I guess, a free agent. Um, but you can find me on Twitter at zmagsidp. Um, uh, my my screen name is Bunky Mags IDP. Um, but uh, you know, I'm always talking fantasy football. Um, my DMs are always open for anybody who needs fantasy advice. Uh, it's one of the things I take pride in. Um, I love helping people uh, win their leagues, and I love for all Bears fans follow me, and I'll talk. I'll talk uh, Bears football. I'll talk Chicago Cubs. I'll talk it all with you guys. Hey, Z Max says bear down. And listen, if you're out there, he just said he's a free agent, and maybe with the ladies too. Who knows? All right, let's well, I'm single, single and written. I'm, 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 uh, I'm proud. He says, oh, I'm single. I'm being a dad though. Uh, I, I got yeah. yeah, yeah. All good, man. Just having That's some fun awesome. with you. Listen, appreciate you guys being in. We're gonna take a quick commercial break. Please stick around if you want to. We're still going to um, do a fantasy focus on the Chicago Bears. Just want to give you that time if you got to get out of here to do that. We'll hit that commercial, and we'll see you back in a minute. Fantasy Sports Corp and Underdog Fantasy have teamed up to start your fantasy season off in the win column with Best Ball. What is Best Ball? It's quite simply the easiest way to win. No team management, no trades, no waivers. It's their biggest contest ever, and it has only gotten bigger. You simply have to sit and win. You don't even have to set your lineup. Always get your best score every week. Just enter a contest, draft your team, and Underdog will do the rest. What could make this even better? How about free money? Up to $100 using our exclusive promo code. Go online now and use the promo code TSS to double your deposit up to $100. You tell them Gingerbread sent you. Good girl. Good girl, Gingy Brad. Sorry, this internet's making my videos lag as well, which makes this interesting. All right, well, listen, it's time to get it on for our fantasy focus. Yeah, all right, here it goes. Okay, you are lagged, aren't you? (laughs) Well, it's great, gotta love it. All right, thankfully, no more videos, so I'll just be talking from here on in. All right, Justin Fields. I mean, this is what the make or break of this fantasy team, right? Or just this team in general. Let's face it, Justin Fields electric as a runner last season. We've talked all night already about can he improve to be that passer? Why not with added weapons? Um, some good offensive uh, linemen also added to the mix to help protect him. I like Justin Fields a lot this year. I got him ranked number 11. Got some good uh, matchups, as we alluded to earlier, talking about their schedule. Uh, matchups with the AFC South as well. So you got to love that. And in division games. So I do like Justin Fields a lot going into this season. Nick, let's go to you. Who do you like? Uh, well, I guess I'm still drinking the Kool-Aid from, from last se- season. Uh, I got him ranked sixth uh, overall in in uh, quarterback. Uh, I just think, think he's electric. When Whenever you rush for 1,100 yards and five touchdowns as, as a quarterback, um, and, you know, not to discredit the, the Bears, but behind the Bears line la- last year, 
uh, you're doing something right. So now it looks like the polls um, put people around them, um, give some stability, and most importantly, some uh, protection. So I, I have him at sixth. All right. I like it. Justin, what say you? Uh, yeah, so – First off, I didn't know that Nick moonlighted as a Bears fan over here. Anybody realize that this guy was fucking rattling off trivia? God, God damn, dude. the 85 Bears. I mean, they were the all-world. You know, that's like the 2000 Ravens. Everybody knows the 2000 Ravens. We know what it's posters possible. up in Penn Flanders' room. <laughs> He's probably got the shuffle on DVD. Posters. He's got it on CD and DVD, don't you? <laughs> you can tell he's a Jim McMahon fan, bro. That's not. Oh, I was. I was a huge. I was a huge McMahon fan. All back all day. You got a Neil Anderson bobblehead too. <laughs> no, you don't have a Neil Anderson bobblehead. All right, all right, I, Nick. I'm sorry. I got a mustard bobblehead. Okay. <laughs> I got him at seven. I like the talent. I'm 100 down with everything that Nick said about that tape about Justin Fields. He is a special talent, and if he pulls it together as a quarterback, like not as just a running quarterback, as the actual throwing quarterback himself, if he can do that, then I feel like the sky is the limit for him. But I feel very safe putting him at QB7 with the running upside. I think he's just going to have a tremendous year for fantasy. All right, I like it. Steven, let's start with you. What do you say? So I, I know that some people have the, the hate of cherry picking certain ways to make the stats look better. However, I do love this stretch uh, for this reason. From weeks 5 to 15 last year, so a 10-game stretch, a pretty long one. Yeah, after the Buffalo game last year at uh, week 15 or week 16, not so great to an end of the season. For a 10-game stretch, Justin Fields was the third best scoring quarterback in the league when it comes to fantasy. I have him as QB four. I am higher on the list uh, with him. I only have Hertz, Mahomes and Allen ahead of him because if he can get the ball downfield, in addition to that rushing upside, we're talking about a very dangerous weapon at quarterback on fantasy teams this year. Absolutely. Gotta love it. All right. Z-Max, what do you say? Well, I do. Like I was explaining to you guys earlier, I usually, uh, Stick to the uh, defensive side of the ball when it comes to rankings and all that, or IDPs. A lot of people like to describe it. Um, so I usually don't tip my toes in ranking offensive players, but I do see Justin Fields being a top 10 fantasy quarterback this year. Um, he's got the weapons. He's got the legs. Absolutely. Totally agree. Brad, what do you say? Um, I have him around uh, six, so similar to, um, to what Justin had. So the big thing to me is – even though that he's going to have less designed carries, he still is a home run threat with his feet. Like I don't have the stat up right now, but I think he broke the record for like most 40 yard rushing touchdowns in a season. And it's because of that next level speed that he possesses when he's out in open field, he blows by people and that's where he's going to give you some big point totals. Um, but I do expect him to get maybe two or three weeks where it's around it's low. And then he has those kind of, just dominated games, but yeah, I'm, I'm definitely high on them. One of my favorite matchups here. Sorry, sorry. No, you're good. Go ahead. I was gonna say one of my favorite scenes from last year was, uh, uh, that, that game against Detroit when, uh, he was running away from Jeff Akuda, um, who was at Ohio state (laughs) and he was, you could just see him toying with him on the way down the field. 
Uh, I just sorry, I had to get that out there real quick. No, that's good. My favorite was when they beat the Niners in that ring game. That was always fun. All right, let's talk about the running backs. <laughs> A little dig at Justin. Let's talk about the running backs in this particular backfield. Deonta Foreman and Khalil Herbert. So, you know, this is where I'm like, ooh, I really – I was all real high on Khalil Herbert. Thought he was going to step in, um, you know, with David Montgomery kind of always uh, getting the injury bug. Um, but didn't really come to fruition. He was okay, I guess, at times in the backfield. So um, – and Deonta Foreman had some really good time in Carolina, but that was in their system. So I'm just really unsure of both of these guys, quite frankly. It's one of those situations where because I'm unsure, I got them both – in the more 30s to upper, uh, excuse me, lower, yeah, upper 20 range, RB2 maybe um, flex plays right now is where I'm looking at them. Nick, what do you say? Uh, right now I have uh, Herbert at in PPR for, format 28th and then uh, Deontay Foreman at 38 right now because uh, I see them having, this is going to be a truly split backfield until they figure out which one's going to be the lead, lead back in this one? Because, um, like Cooper said, last season, uh, Foreman got a lot of the carries because of the system that he was in and then the situation that Carolina w- was in. Then they signed Sanders, and then they kicked him out. Uh, and then Herbert, he had it, and then he didn't have it. So uh, until one of them steps up and proves them- themselves, plus that Foreman's a little injury-prone, uh, I have them 28 and 38, respectively. Like it. Justin, what say you? Oh, so little known fact about all three of these running backs. They were running back two on their team last year. Roshan mm. Johnson was behind B. John Robinson at Texas. Mm. Johnson Foreman started the season behind CMC. And Khalil Herbert started mm. the season behind David Montgomery. What does that tell me, guys? I'm not searching for anything more than an RB2, maybe RB3 <laughs> at this one. I've got them all kind of in that 30 range, except for Roshan. I got him about like 47. Um, I got former right now at 33. I think he's going to be the guy that really starts it off. And then I think it's just going to kind of intertwine itself. I think Khalil Herbert's going to have days. I think Foreman's going to have days. I'm not expecting either of these guys to be a top 24 producer for you. But if you're at that, running back five position where you're just getting that guy who's going to show up, who's going to be there when say CMC goes down with an injury. Did you hear that? I knocked on wood. I don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> Loud and clear. Up just the FC. first guy that came to my mind. <laughs> but yeah, overall I'll wrap this up. Um, these guys are click draft for that in case of emergency part later on when it's week 17 and you need a starter and you're like, holy shit, Khalil Herbert's going to start for the Bears. Yeah. And not, I think the biggest thing too, is you brought it up. I mean, injury plays a factor, obviously all long, you take a chance on one of these guys, you have the loan, maybe backfield, or at least, at least two of them um, instead of three of them going at it uh, could be some viable fantasy options for you there. Brad, what do you say, my friend? We'll start with you. Um, So I don't really have rankings for these. Uh, but I can tell, I can say a little bit about them. So Khalil Herbert, the one thing that gets me a little nervous about it is because people see like the uptick, right? And we were talking about the competition, the Bears have acknowledged this is an open competition, but Khalil Herbert's getting the first carry when training camp starts. Um, but after that, open competition. Last year, 
David Montgomery averaged 13 rushing snaps a game. Herbert averaged 10. And Herbert, the big question is, can he block? And you look at the passing snaps, uh, David Montgomery, 18 snaps to Khalil Herbert's eight snaps. So that's where they really want to see him out there as a good um, passing third down option. So I don't think Herbert has this crazy uptick like he's the starter um, unless Deonta Foreman goes down and Roshan Johnson being a rookie just doesn't necessarily um, impress. But something to watch out for is listen to people saying, is Roshan Johnson getting first team reps? He, uh, they, The Bears do like him. He also is probably their best third down back, um, you know, close to uh, Travis Homer. So Roshan could get a, a good handful, but this is definitely something. If I were to take someone, it would be Khalil Herbert, probably around RB30s, um, like upper RB30s. All right. I like it. Steven, how about you, my friend? Where you got these guys at? So here's the thing about Khalil Herbert, and I think he's getting a little bit discounted just because of the room that's currently there and the fact that, uh, you know, Roshan Johnson probably by season's end is going to have a pretty good hold on that backfield. I I like to look at it a lot similar to what uh, Alvin Kamara was his rookie year with the Saints, where you have the incumbent and somebody like Khalil Herbert, and then you have the free agent guy compared to like what they did with Adrian Peterson coming in, and it's just a messy backfield. No one wants to deal with it. And then you have a wild card rookie like Roshan Johnson. Who knows where he would have gone had B. John Robinson not been at Texas, and he was the guy in Texas. We could have been talking about a much more different situation, arguably even a second-round pick out of, out of Roshan Johnson. That being said, before Khalil Herbert got injured in Week 10 last year, he was averaging almost six yards a carry, and he was running back 23 on full PPR. In standard leagues, he was running back 18. So, I mean, we're talking about a guy who can put up numbers, and it's not something to be discounted. I have him at running back 28 just because of the muddy situation and the couple of rookies that are coming in that are obviously going to vault ahead of him there. But I wouldn't discount it, and I think – Depending on how that whole backfield situation rolls out, we could be talking about a a late round gem in case he is able to to keep a stranglehold on things and pick up where he left off at the beginning of last season. As I alluded to earlier, we know this Bears offense likes to run the football. So let's see who that guy steps up. Could be good. Z-Mags, what do you say? Um, I I truly believe that, um, you know, Herbert, he's a going to be that guy who's going to be a nice plug-in for bye weeks for fantasy football players. Um, I don't think he's a guy you, you you may not be able to trust him right away. You probably want to wait and see if you're going to be able to use him as a RB, uh, RB2. I don't think he's going to end up as an RB1. Um, but, you know, he he's fully – he's a really great uh, between the 20s uh, running back. Um, and I fully see uh, at the beginning of the seaman, uh, season – not seaman, season – Foreman – is going to be our goal line back. And by the end of the season, like Steven was saying, Roshan Johnson is going to end up coming in and probably taking over a majority of those goal line, uh, goal line snaps. And, um, but I do, I do think that Herbert will end up being our starter for most of the season. And we'll probably see where things go next, next season with what Herbert's situation is going to be. Indeed. All right. Well, let's go to the receivers. Obviously, DJ Moore, that's the exciting prospect coming out. Right now, I got him 16th right now. Um, He was kind of dealing last year. 
um, with some QB issues, say, I don't, I'm not the guy who likes to bring out the stats because I'm more the hosty guy, like you guys bring out the stats, but I got to bring up one stat that I saw when I was doing this research. He was uh, 90th amongst receivers and catchable target rate and target quality. Like that is something to take note of and still receiver 33. So Damn put God. him in a, Hopefully, right. So hopefully um, we get a better situation here for DJ Moore, some more um, open field for him. Obviously, the defenses are going to be playing up a lot more against this offense. It's got a big threat to run the football. So I like DJ Moore a lot this year. Um, now, Darnell Mooney, it was funny and ironic that uh, Brad actually asked me on his show last year and kind of gave me a little bit of uh, a sass, if you will, Just about you where I had, <laughs> <laughs> about where I had Darnell Mooney. <laughs> I was kind of right, I have to say. It was kind of a little bit of a struggle with him last season. Uh, but we'll see for him this season. And, of course, Chase Claypool um, is going to come in and carve a little bit of those targets out as well. They got Dante Pettis is a, also a formidable mention. Also a couple of those receivers that you guys drafted as well. So, again, there's some weapons now for Justin Fields. It's going to be interesting to see who other than DJ Moore is going to step up. What do you think, Nick? Uh, I think DJ Moore right now high. I have, in PPR, I have him at 22. He's going to be your mainstay. Uh, I think – with Claypool and Mooney, uh, they're going to be your DFS place uh, or or your streamers and your flex. I don't think you can't count on them every week, like like you are going to be for DJ Moore. I mean, I mean, I have I have Mooney at uh, forty eight, and then Claypool. Man, that that kid's got all the talent in the world, but his head's just not screwed on straight. And he calls himself a top ten receiver. He hasn't been a top ten anything since he got in the league uh, except maybe in height uh so uh again i'm gonna call him a dfs uh along with mooney and then throw valus jones in there too why not <laughs> nick, nick, nick said chase claypool is number 10 and jumping jacks all right justin let's say <laughs> nick's still mad that claypool didn't produce on that uh that first year for the steelers <laughs> i am he's so salty <laughs> just a little bit um, so I got DJ Moore surprisingly at 11 right now. I think he is one of those top value guys you want to go get. A lot of people are kind of catching on to this, and they're, he's going higher and higher in drafts. This is a guy who, like Kamish said, 90th percentile or 90th percent like targets, catchable targets. Are you kidding me, Sam Darnold? What are you doing over there, bud? <laughs> yeah, now he's on my team. Now I get to worry about that shit every week. <laughs> you see, but, uh, this is a guy who two out of the last three years has either gone for a thousand yards or had a career year in touchdowns. He's a very viable receiver. Last year, you saw an uptick in his red zone targets, which is something a lot of people were worried about if he was tough enough to hang in the red zone. You know, if he's tough enough to go and get those balls in the end zone, so get touchdowns, right? So, Darnell Mooney. Very interesting. Guys, I want to hear this. How is his ankle? Supposedly, Does anybody have an update on that? It's going to be ready. He's, he's running on it, working on it. I mean, if, he's got a lot of hype videos out there with him working out, looking like a beast. So, But his, his latest, latest uh, hype video kind of had a little hitch. Like, yes, yes, he just did. saying. Like, like A.K. Dobbins last year. Yeah, he had a little hitch in his step in the last one. But all the other ones, I agree with Mags, yeah. where it's like he was looking good. Then he posted that last one. You're like, oh, you should have edited that out. 
<laughs> See, that was what I was worried about. And that's why you got to ask the questions because I drafted Darnell Mooney to the moon last year. I was all in on that offense being surrounded around Darnell Mooney. I think he's good as a wide receiver too. But like you guys said, I am worried about that ankle. Is that going to be a guy I'm going to draft as my wide receiver five and not see him for the first eight weeks or so because he's still kind of healing? And then Chase Claypool, I don't need to say anything on that guy. Just don't draft him. <laughs> All right, All right Stephen, tell, tell us why we're wrong here. Give us, the, give us why Darnell Mooney and Chase Claypool, they're all going to be great. Tell me why. I'm never going to defend Clay's Ch- Chase Claypool. <laughs> that trade sucked. <laughs> I believe it was top three wide receiver, not top ten that he called himself. Uh, oh, was it? Okay. I think it was top three. Yeah, I think doesn't so. doesn't make it any better. Uh, so you, here's up. the thing about DJ Moore. I do think this is going to be the DJ Moore show. I, I, I love looking at these stats and talking about his catchable target percentages. So outside of five starts with Cam Newton in 2021, DJ Moore has had 4,000 yard receiving seasons. His quarterbacks in those seasons were Kyle Allen, Teddy Bridgewater, Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, and PJ Walker, who just happens to be the backup for the bears as it is right now. Mm -hmm. But that being said, This should be a banner year for DJ Moore. I have him much higher, and I I think around that same realm that was mentioned, I have him at at wide receiver 11 right now because I think there's an opportunity for him to finish top three in the league in targets. Uh, He is a must-draft in full PPR leagues Mm -hmm. for me because, in in all honesty, like the hitch about Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool, God knows what's going to happen. They got to throw it to somebody, and thankfully, he's the best thing the Bears have had, arguably since ever. Brandon I, I mean, Alshon Jeffrey, the last couple. Yeah, of yeah. I mean, Brandon, <laughs> Brandon Marshall, Marshall probably. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, it's 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 been a while. Uh, so the, the, there there's going to be a, a a funnel, and I think the funnel will pay very good dividends when it comes to fantasy. I thought Steven was going to go with the slice bread reference there. All right, Z-Max, what do you say, my friend? <laughs> um, Yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree with the rest of the guys here. Um, DJ Moore, I, I believe he's going to get peppered with targets this year because I, I think part of that reason is the Bears and the, the coaching staff, Justin Fields, they want to prove that he can be a quarterback. They, uh, they don't, I don't think they want him to, you know, use his legs every game. They, they want to see him develop as a passer. I think they've even talked about that in press conferences. They want to see him make – um, his progressions in the right in the right order, and um, hopefully, you know, he'll. Uh, we'd love to see JJ, DJ Moore get peppered with targets, and um, well, um, I think he's well. He's has a really good chance to end up as a top ten WR this year. Um, he's probably going to be a huge red red zone guy for us. Um, uh, moving on to Darnell Mooney, I, there's a big thing, you know, that, that the big worry is his ankle. Um, I think he's going to be okay. It may take a couple of games into the season, maybe a few weeks to see him get going. Um, but I, one thing you hear a lot of the, a lot of fantasy experts talk about is um, could they do it their rookie season? Uh, could they do it their second year? And Darnell Mooney, he's done that. He, he, he may not have been a superstar, but he did it. He was able to get, catch the ball. He was making big plays. I mean, there's highlights. You, you can watch the highlights on, um, NFL uh, Instagram page puts the highlights of him out a, a lot. 
Um, I think Darnell Moody is fully capable of uh, being that that nice slot guy for us um, and probably work him outside every now and then for the speed. Um, and Chase Claypool, um, I'm – you know, I've, I'm a Notre Dame fan, <laughs> so um, I've watched Claypool when he was with the Irish, um, and uh, I had a lot of hope for him coming in the NFL. Um, he's been a letdown. Um, I, I think he gets, uh, as a fantasy and as a player, he's been a letdown, um, but I think he does get a little discredited for what he's capable of. Um, he's a big body guy. And like you guys were saying, when we were backstage, um, you know, he's, he's doesn't create the separation, but he's really good at the competitive balls. And I think we're going to, I think he's going to be that go-to on the, the third down him and DJ Moore are probably going to be the go-tos on that third down, um, to see, you know, can, they, can they get up? Can they catch the ball? Um, and then just to bring up the rookie, Tyler Scott, I think he's going to be giving these guys a run for their money. Yeah, no, interesting. It might be that that dark horse uh, in this lineup. Maybe step up or Chase Claypool isn't, um, or maybe even Darnell. Who knows? Brad, what say you, my friend? So, uh, yeah, to echo everybody talking about DJ Moore, wherever you would have drafted him last season, uh, if it's if it's higher than twenty, that it, well, then wide receiver twenty draft him. Right? He, everyone's saying, well, it seems like Justin Fields will pepper him with throws. Everything out of OTAs and minicamp, they're saying he Justin Fields is force feeding DJ Moore the ball because he wants to put it in his hands because that's he's better than all the other wide receivers that they have. And they have such an incredible rapport, too. But so going on to Darnell Mooney, like I said, Coop, I have a stat for you. I had him at wide receiver 32 last season, and after week three, he was wide receiver 32 until he got injured. Um, 11.85 fantasy points in PPR. So just saying, but it is that I agree with Mags. I think that he should be fully healthy. And I do believe that when you have DJ Moore, like being that number one guy, now Darnell Mooney plays more of his natural position at being that number two wide receiver. And that's where I think he can still have you some pretty good production when you start going later rounds. Cause seeing that people have him around like Alan Lazard and stuff like that. I think that Darnell Mooney has a lot more upside when you look at the wide receivers around him. Um, But yeah, going to chase Claypool, I wouldn't go after him unless it's a really like 12 person league. He's a boomer bust type of player. And yeah, like what Mags was talking about his separation throughout his career, 2.5 yards, 2.4 and 2.8 yards of separation. That's horrific. And here's another thing too. Justin Fields, one of the big critiques on him is that he doesn't throw it to NFL open receivers. When someone is on someone, he hesitates. That's why he takes more sacks. That's why he holds the ball a little bit too long. He doesn't throw it. He doesn't throw contested ball situations. That's also why when you look last year, his best game with the Bears, which was 51 yards, was at with Trevor Simeon as the quarterback, not Justin Fields. Hmm. So Justin Fields does not like throwing contested balls. <laughs> that's what Chase frozen, Claypool does. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, that's that's what I want to say. So DJ Moore and Mooney, I both like this year, but Claypool, not so much. Go draft. Do not draft <laughs> Chase Claypool. <laughs> yeah, he's not yeah. worth drafting. I was drafting. 
Yeah, I, I think that's the uh, end of our message with the receivers is nobody's really high <laughs> on Chase Claypool. <laughs> Even the Bears guys, nope, they're not feeling him. All right, let's finish things up with the tight end and defense. And quite frankly, it's a great way to finish with the tight end. I love Cole Clement on this team. Um, played well last season. I think he's going to play great this season. I got him number seven overall in tight ends. Uh, great big target. Also added Robert Tunyon, but I think that's more maybe blocking schemes and things like that, quite frankly, because Cole Clement is the man in this system and is great. Bears, they were dead last in 2022 as far as fantasy D. They've made a lot of improvements. We've talked about them. But quite frankly, as a fantasy manager, that is not enough for me to have enough faith to either draft them at all, um, possibly stream them later down the line. But we'll find out later if they're good enough for that. So quite frankly, I'm not looking at the Bears D, but I'm definitely looking at that tight end for sure. All right, Nick, what do you say? Yeah, so I was looking over my my rankings and I'm, and I'm going to apologize. I have under I have grossly I'm undervalued, uh, commit right now. I have him at 16, which he shouldn't be. Uh, I looked at his stats real quick. He's got 50, he had 50 receptions and 544 yards with, with seven touchdowns. Uh, that is a top 10 tight end. Uh, and I have him ranked in uh, PPR and that will be going up. He will be, uh, one of the primary weapons down in the red zone, I'm feeling it's it's, it's going to be more, and it's going to be Komet and Claypool for a jumper in in the end zone. I like it, Justin. What say you? Uh, I agree with Nick. I think that the sky is kind of Robert Tunyon. If Robert Tunyon didn't get his career started at 26, um, you know he's a he's a young kid. He's built really big. <sighs> He's got the blocking scheme to be a three-down guy. And then at the end of the day, he's going to go up and catch contested passes in the red zone. And that's all you can really ask from a tight end. So I I feel very comfortable with him at tight end 13. I think there are more talented guys that are going to get more passes thrown their way and more receiving yards. Um, and then as far as the defense goes, when you tell me the defense is the worst in the league, it can only get much better. All righty, Steven, what say you? Uh, I mean, <laughs> overall, what it comes down to is, is just seeing if he can contest, I guess, with the rest of these uh, receiving options that are out there. Uh, I, I have him lower down. I actually have him at tight end 12. Uh, so I, I'm not as high on Cole Komet this year. Yeah, he did lead the team in targets a year ago. I, I There's just something about it. I just cannot wrap my mind around the fact that he could even match his target numbers a year ago, which was only 69. Nice. Uh, but besides that, uh, you know, it's it's one of those where, I, yeah, he had a great season, but eh, I, nothing, nothing really excites me about him taking another step forward, especially against some of the other tight end options out there. As for the Bears D, yes, they did improve. I, I still have them bottom third of the league when it comes to fantasy. They they got to shore up the pass rush to really solidify them as a fantasy option. I just can't fathom taking them. All right, Z Max, what do you say, my friend? Um, yeah, I'm. I, I've. I think Komet. Uh, you know, with the tight end landscape the way it is, um, I wouldn't be surprised to see him end up in the you know top twelve, top ten. Um, but he's just not a guy that I'm. I'm not reaching for him or anything in drafts. I'll probably, you know, if I'm going to take a sleeper at the end of the draft, uh, like if you've got a, you're, you know, if you need a, an extra tight end, he's not a, ba a bad guy for your bye weeks. 
Um, uh, uh, I think it's. I think we're going to see a, a few more uh, two tight end sets this year with Robert Tanyan being uh, added to the Bears offense. There, um, actually, just to throw this out there, I wouldn't be surprised to see Komet, um block a little bit more because Tanyan, I think, is probably a little bit better at pass catcher. Um, but that you know that could remain to be seen. Komet's still developing. Um, are, and then you said we're going straight to the defense as well. Um, with the defense, yeah. Um, I, I, I'm super excited for the defense this year. Um, you guys heard me earlier bringing up all the, all the guys we've added. Um, I, th- I think our, our linebacker room is probably one of the best in the league. Um, you know, Edwards was the, the undrafted free agent, but I mean, the guy proved in Philadelphia that he could ball. Um, he's, he's got that. And then he's, I'm pretty sure he's from the Chicago area as well. So, you know, he's got that hometown attitude, you know, he's, He's watched the, he watched the Bears growing up. He knows what the fans expect out of their linebackers. And then you got Edmonds, who was just I mean, he he has all the all the talent in the world, but he just we never really saw him put it together at Buffalo. And I think you're gonna see him take that next step here in Chicago. Um, and then you know we got the Sandman Jack Sanborn. You know he's he, he's the a guy back there as well. So um, I think they're gonna probably use him as more of the Sam Sam guy and. They drafted Noah Sewell, so he's going to probably hop in and there, but, you know, more special teams. Uh, Justin Jones in the middle, um, and you probably have Pickens and Gervin, Gervin Dexter, you know, kind of filling in with him there. Um, you know, and then and then that secondary. I think our secondary is going to be the light on that side of the field. It's going to make a big difference for um, what the our pass rush is able to do. Hopefully, like Stephen and everybody, Stephen was saying earlier, let's get a pass, uh, an edge rusher in there. Yannick uh, Ngakwe would be awesome. What I really want to see the Bears do, if if you're willing to trade a second round pick for Chase Claypool, throw a second round to Washington, and let's get Chase Young over here. Go to I Z-Max. like it. I like I it a lot. Over here, man. Z Mag's all over this D right now. You got the Sandman. They're the lights. I love it. All right, Brad. What do you say, my friend? Finish this off. So Komet, I uh, I agree where he's like kind of in that early teens, the the thirteens, the fourteens, even. Um, because yeah, eighth highest scoring tight end last year, but it felt like a Frank Gore award where he just like was around the whole time, but he didn't really like. And you then put more respect five, on that name, board. Brad. You put more respect <laughs> no, no. on that name. Supporting Niner fan. But he, uh, but no, he had. I think it was five touchdowns in the span of three games, and he had four in two. And the thing about Cole Komet is the guy's kind of awkward in the red zone, and that's where we're talking about Robert Tanyan. Tanyan is kind of like the off-brand version of Austin Hooper, where he's great at finding the holes in the zone, and I think that's where they're going to be using him in the red zone. Is you take someone like a Tanyan who can do that better than a Cole Komet. And that being said, Cole Komet's still going to have a very good, he's going to have a good season for you. He's going to be solid, but I I don't see like Komet's breakout season this year uh, at at all. So that's where I kind of have him there. He's going to just give you good, solid points because I believe too, he was a top three tight end three times last season. But then besides that, he was always outside of the top 13. So really just three big games. That was it. One of them was against the 49ers, Justin, I believe. Uh, and um, but then also the defense respect on that Frank Gordy. <laughs> <laughs> this is insulting. <laughs> I feel personally attacked. 
<laughs> but let, let's go over to the defense. My my big thing whenever I draft a defense is, are you going to get sacks? And you hear us talking about it, right? We have, if we have this defensive end, if we have that defensive end, then we could get some sacks. That's where I'm just still nervous about it. And just like I mentioned before, interior defensive tackles normally don't do well the first season. Count in the fact, too, that they're more, they didn't really have great production in college. Just statistically speaking, it's very, very, very rare for people like that to succeed year one. They need a year to develop. That's why I'm I'm very low from a fancy defense perspective. But I think that the defense with a really good secondary, really like Max was talking about, one of the best linebacking cores, I'd say two next to uh the 49ers yeah, Greenlaw <laughs> and Warren, man they're they're nasty to do right there yeah I'll, I'll give them that um but yeah so that's where to me i'm i'm low on the bears defense from a fantasy perspective yeah well guys this has been literally an awesome episode it's been so jam-packed i i want to go get robert tunyon instead of clement now <laughs> You know. <laughs> maybe not that maybe not <laughs> i, I want to join an idp league after mags went down idp lane <laughs> dude hit me up i'll get you in any idp league you want <laughs> hey my man my man we're gonna do that but guys we're gonna wrap it up here next week we're going to the nfc west which is gonna be you know mm-hmm. know me some <laughs> nfc west i like me some nfc west Go seahawks <laughs> I'm not going to let you ruin the show like that. (laughs) I say when the show ends. (laughs) All right, everybody. Have a good one. We'll see you later.